This is the Book of Mormon for you. A daily dose of scripture thoughts by us kids to help us develop a love for the Book of Mormon to last a lifetime. Okay, everybody, this is a fun one because this is going to be the other side of a podcast I did a couple weeks ago with Mason. So do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, hello everyone. My name is Josiah and I got home from my mission about a year ago and I'm now at BYU-Idaho studying there. Okay, so you technically are not a youth, but the reason I wanted to talk to you is because you are the one who contacted Mason the other night when he was pondering whether he should serve a mission or not. Yeah, I didn't really know that he was thinking about that so much. And so I know I wanted to kind of catch up with your family. And he was the only one in my contacts because I've gone through a phone or two since I got home. So I started talking to him about just school and sports. And then I just had an impression to ask him about a mission because we had spoken about that with him at Shark Week at your house. After he kind of expressed what he he was thinking and kind of his heart, I just shared my experience being in the Missouri-St. Louis mission and what it meant to me. And so he just said, thank you. And I didn't really know further that what it had done for him. It meant so much to me that you would be listening to the Spirit and following that prompting because it meant so much to him. Like, it's not like he's like, okay, I'm serving a mission, that's it. But he's sitting there thinking about it and he gets that text from you. And just that it happened made him feel like, okay, the Lord is aware of me and knows I exist. And it just meant so much. Those are big moments for like building a testimony and and coming to know that Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ are real. So I'm really glad that he's had experiences like that and that this could be one of them. I'm glad I followed that impression because often, personally for me, I struggle. I can tell when I, I feel the spirit when I'm reading the scriptures or when someone's bearing testimony. I can recognize that feeling. But for me to recognize an impression to do something, it's almost always I recognize it in hindsight. And so that's one of these experiences. This text to Mason, I just like, hey, I should text it. It just came as a thought. If you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, then our lives will go down that path. I just hope people recognize, especially young people, it's okay to not recognize the promptings. Just if it's a good thought, do it. That's a teaching of David A. Bednar, that the spirit will prompt us and it's subtle, but if it's a good thought, it's from God. Like we always hear of people having impressions, but I think we don't talk enough about it being we look back at that experience and understand that that was God's hand. I don't feel like I ever see forward and see what this is or if it's from the spirit, but I can see and sometimes see back and see those kind of tender mercies that I know that the Lord is guiding us. Right, exactly. And it's like, I think it was Sister Hinckley who said, don't ever let a generous thought go undone. And it's the same thing. Like if it's something good, if it's a compliment, if it's reaching out to somebody, if it's any of those things, if you feel like doing that, just because you don't get a big whoosh of the spirit with it doesn't mean that that isn't exactly what you need to do. Yeah, I agree 100%. That is a good thing for people to learn. Because I think too, we put a lot of weight in, I felt the spirit in quotes. And some people go, wait, I didn't. And all along they're doing good things and they are following the spirit without even knowing it. Yeah. And I think more of us fall into that category than we realize. It's easy to feel like we're the only ones that don't really feel like we're guided every day but it's just do good and be good. So how did you know that you wanted to serve a mission? Well, so I was adopted when I was about seven. 
And so I began going to church with my family and I loved primary after a few weeks. I just loved singing the songs. I didn't understand everything. And before then I was passed through different families through foster care. And so the one family I was with the last four years, they went to church like on Easter and Christmas. So church was like a foreign thing to me. Mm -hmm. But for some reason I had faith in Jesus Christ. I had like a little tiny orange pocket Bible from my birth mother. And so I remember some nights praying and praying for a family specifically, because I knew that that's how you got out of foster care. And so it's kind of cool to look back on that and see that God had answered that prayer in a very real way. And that he didn't just give me a family, but he gave me an eternal family. I think Aww. that's so, so cool. And wow. That, I did not know that about you. That's amazing. And so then I went to primary and I was baptized as a convert baptism when I was a little bit older. I was nine. And then the reason I chose to get baptized is because I'd wake up early every day and my mom and my brother, they just get woken up at like 530 because I'd start playing with toys. So my mom was like, here's a book. It's the Book of Mormon. It's the scriptures that we hear about it in primary. So just when you wake up, read this for 30 minutes. And so I read it and I knew I didn't understand everything, but I knew that I felt something. And so that was the beginning of a testimony for me. And then I kind of went through high school and and I had the testimony that the church was true and that Joseph Smith was a prophet. But I came to a point where I think just growing up, when we're in high school, it can be really hard. We don't know, like if we're just doing this for us or to fit in with our friends now or for our parents. And I think I came to that point where my testimony, I wasn't sure if it was mine. Some of my LDS friends made bad decisions and put me in a spot where I couldn't stand on both sides of the fence. And so I went home from that experience and I was like, Heavenly Father, I need to know if this is true. If I'm going to serve a mission, if I'm going to live the gospel, I'm going to do it 100% and I need to know that it's true. And so I began studying the Book of Mormon and I was probably 17 and I really took it sincerely. But that's when it really became true for me that I really wanted to serve a mission. I can't talk enough about how a mission is a catalyst for your testimony and your spiritual life. I know amazing people who didn't serve missions, but I know that my life would be completely different and not as fulfilled today spiritually and in the happiness that I have. I'm so grateful for my mission. That's amazing. That's an amazing story. Wow. You were reading the Book of Mormon when you were nine for half an hour? So yeah. So I just loved reading and my parents just kind of encouraged that. And so the Book of Mormon is really hard and I just took what I could understand. So I think I loved the war chapters. But throughout the details, I saw examples and people that believed in Christ. And I knew that Jesus Christ came to those people in the Book of Mormon. And I know that's where I felt the spirit the most, when Jesus Christ was teaching. And I didn't understand very much at all, but I knew that I felt something. So when were you sealed to your family? So I got baptized when I was nine. I think it might have been that same year. And did you know by then that this was the family that you're always meant to be with? And were you super excited to be sealed to them? I remember going to a courtroom. I remember this very specifically. A judge made this official that I was a Kellogg, right? And I was super happy. And like, there was a cake that said Kellogg on it. And I was like, that's my cake. But then my dad, when we were outside the temple, he just sat down and said, that ceremony with the judge was on earth. And that in the temple, that means you're part of our family forever and, and in heaven too. And I could understand that, that in heaven too, I was their family. And that was a really comforting thing for me. And that's one thing that I love about the gospel of Jesus Christ being restored today. Uh, you just made me cry. I love that so much. It's like you got your body someplace else, but your family was just there waiting for you. 
yeah you like your real family i love that that's yeah. really neat that's just such a neat thing about the gospel i have lots of cousins that are adopted and they are where they're supposed to be yeah i definitely agree can I share one thing with you that it's just one thing that's kind of along these same lines that really helped me have a lot of faith in the Lord's plan for all of us? Yes, please. Okay. So my parents, um, when they still lived in Idaho, my mom had like no idea she was going to adopt. She was with one of her friends that was pregnant and she had like spiritual experience. She saw what she described as like a man dressed in white. And so she definitely thought that that was her friend's baby. And she's like, I don't know why I saw this, but... I know that like your baby is going to be a good person, right? And she understood after she adopted me that that experience was probably when I was born, that that was a vision of me. And so it's really comforting to me because I know a lot of people in the world feel lost. And I know I did a lot growing up. I didn't have a family and I went to different families and I didn't know how long I'd be there. And so I felt really insecure. But once I had a family and had the gospel, I was so happy. And so I'm, I'm just grateful for the knowledge that I have that no matter who we are or how insignificant we feel, God has a plan for us in our life that, that it's been planned forever. He has a plan for you. I know that to be true. Oh, I love that so much. That's just so neat. <sighs> I don't know if you remember this, but my parents, after they adopted me, adopted eight more children. What? When I was 12, they adopted another girl from Oregon. Did they already have any kids or were like, were you the first? So I was the first one that was adopted. They had three kids. They're a few years older than me. Like the nearest one to me is eight years older than me. Wow. But when I was 14, they adopted four siblings from Ethiopia. And then when I was 18, they brought home three girls from Bulgaria. Wow. That's so, so cool. My parents now have 12 children. That's amazing. Wow, they are good people. Yeah, but they have seven teenagers at home now, and it's a loud house, so. <laughs> yeah, I imagine. Yeah, it's pretty crazy, but I love my family. I know they're my family for, for eternity, so. Well, I am extra glad that I got to talk to you because I can't wait for everybody to hear your story. That's just such a cool story. Okay, well, thank you so much. First and second books of Nephi, Jacob, Venus, Jeremiah, Nine Words of Mormon, and Mosiah. Singing, this is so fun. Alma, Helaman, Third, Fourth, Nephi, Mormon, Ether, and Moroni. Learn the teachings of the prophets in the Book of Mormon. Hey, 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 hey! You'd miss that. Like, you... It,